Blog Talk Radio. Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Radio not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara.
because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We open our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord. Uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. 
you, Lord, because we know for every right desire there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise.
Thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today. God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The wolf is at the door. Isaiah chapter 53. Prophet Isaiah says these words. Who has believed our report? Beginning at verse 1. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had, they had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in 
righteous robes as they saw it. And they, they loved to parade among the people, as Jesus said, and be called master, teacher, teacher, teacher in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also, too, they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. As a matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had, they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He's not dressed in righteous robes. He's, he's not got boxes on his forehead. He's not walking around with tassels on his arms. He's not parading like some rooster before the people. Talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist. Do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that are, that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a, a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving the scripture again in great measure in our day. In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised. And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven, giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old things are what passed away and behold, all things are become new. If, if we are in Christ, if Christ is in us, that means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good. And what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds to bring us 
not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his beating, as it is, that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing are broken. And we become new creations in Christ. We are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm not everything that I hope to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be. And thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer. Leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking. And moving to truth even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this and I do it because God's word says I should even if it causes me pain. And I don't turn from it. Now Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He, he didn't hold back as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20 verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore I testify to you this day I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart, if anyone here today hearing my voice ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, for this I know, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with Tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour the sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life through him. They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they, they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men, who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, 
are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. That means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it. It's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear. When you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. Nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there. Something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession. Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage. And, you know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. The sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to, the, wife, the man or woman you're married to, will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God, unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. In other words, that's both, men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma, in a sense, uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level because the Bible clearly says it will leave you outside the kingdom of God. Jesus himself said some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven. So in other words, some people just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said, whoever can hear this, let them hear it. You know, you can, you go to a funeral, for example, and you can dress it up with flowers all around, and you can, there's a death certificate, and the preacher can get up and say nice words, but the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do, and it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. You can adorn it with flowers. You can get a certificate from City Hall. You, you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it. But the wages of sin is still death. You can't change that. Now listen. I'll be called a hater for, for this message today. I understand that. But I'm not a hater. If I hated you, I'd let you go to hell. If I hated you, I'd let you die in your sin. 
If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. Nor thieves, lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. Nor thieves. That means people who steal. It's that simple. People who steal. People who steal a little, they have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around, folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning, but you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing, and, and this foolishness, I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. No revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I love that. Would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. That means you are set apart for the kingdom of God. You are, you, 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 you honestly repented. You walked away. You moved away from what God's word says is wrong. You can't make it right. You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now, you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church, demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say without penalty, what I'm saying today are, are over. If they're, not, if they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings and a lot of pulpits in America today. And they're, they're, they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. 
when the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. And you, will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go cross land and sea to get one convert and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion for the cause of birth control or, or so that people, I understand there are extenuating circumstances, so please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control or for the cause of having sexual pleasure and not having to deal with the life that it can create is sin in the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state and the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, 
If, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. And as uh, David the king once did, We will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety more than our own reputation. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the Word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the Word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin I plead with you while there's still time turn turn from it and trust God for the strength I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say you don't know how deep the bondage is you don't know how powerful the draw is no I don't but I know the Spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together. And I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life, an eternal life. The days of living in Christian ease is over in America, folks. It's over. We're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe in Iran who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead 
in any capacity that God would give us courage. As I pray for you, that God would give you a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. Our children are starving for truth in this generation and they're wide open. There's only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God. But they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ, and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're going to sing for just a few moments. We're going to worship. I guess my other call is just twofold today. For people that say, Oh, God, help me, please, to turn from this thing in my life. I don't have to tell you what it is you already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography. Help me to turn away from drink. Help me, God, to turn away from that flirtation in the office. Help me, God, help me, God, to stop railing get me off, get me out of the seat of the scornful and help me to walk with the righteous. Deliver me, God, from cowardice and put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God, help me not to cower under the fear of the repercussions that will come all of our way. You know, I was in Washington, and there's an ex-general there who really <clears throat> gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him. And essentially, what he would say if he were standing here is, you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation. If it's just about preserving yourself, you'll flee when the enemy comes. If it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all, not judging anyone. We leave that to God, but reaching as far as we can reach into this massive fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will today cause your kingdom to advance. You will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have. God, deliver us, Lord, from this life of ease that so many of your people have known and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name.
So we're going to stand in a moment. And for those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back and I'm not going forward. But today you say, I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you in the campus churches. Step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, Every time I look at people at this altar, I see a mighty army of God. I, I do. I honestly do. So, Father, I pray today, Lord, that you would give every man, every woman, every young person who is at this altar who are responding in our campus churches or at home, courage, courage, Lord, and compassion. Lord, your word speaks of a perfect love that casts out fear. So, God, give us a love for people that we would not be afraid to speak truth without condemning them, without railing, just loving, and speaking the truth. Father, help those that are caught in sin to turn from it. Help us as your people, my God, to be clean. We who bear the treasure of Christ in these earthen vessels, cleanse us, God, of impurity and mixture and things that cause your voice not to be heard or your heart not to be seen. Give us the grace we need to be the people of God. Lord, help us. Help this nation. Give us a moment of mercy, Lord, to turn back to you again. Give us the grace to pray. Heal our homes, our families, our marriages, our children. My God, deliver us, Lord, from those that crept in to our schools, our colleges, and our high schools, Lord, and took captive our children. Deliver us, God. From this moment, as you delivered your people out of Egypt, deliver us, God, from those who are throwing our children into the river of confusion. Forgive us, Lord, as a people, as a nation, for what we allowed in our laziness to come into our borders. Forgive us, Lord God, for abdicating the training of our children and giving it to others, Lord, who took advantage and began to steal them from your kingdom. God, help us now to take our rightful place. Help the fathers here to take their place as the head of their home, as the guide, the spiritual guide of their families. Help the mothers to understand the incredible power that they have. Lord, it is truly said that the hand that rocks the cradle shapes the nation. That's true. That's true. I pray, God, for every every woman here. God, I ask today, Lord, uh, that even from this meeting today, people would rise up and find your will and walk into it, Lord, with faith. Whatever it is, wherever you lead us, take us, Lord. We dedicate our lives to you, Lord. We dedicate our futures to you. We thank you for covering our past and our present failure and giving us the promise of new life into the future. Lord, we will not despise you. We will not turn our faces from you or lightly esteem you. Your word is the truth, Lord. It is the only guide we have into eternal life. So God God help us, Lord. Help us to learn your word, to study your word, to know your word, and to cherish your word. Father, thank you for the great fruit that will be born 
into your kingdom, just from the lives that are here at the altar and on their knees in their homes right now. Just thank you for the great fruit that will be born for your kingdom's sake. Lord, we bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God.
hallelujah, hallelujah, they gave the vocal band this morning. And yes, I know Jesus' blood can set the violent sinners free. There's some violent people in this world. I was just looking this morning and just uh, seeing how people just fighting and fighting each other and just angry and just mean. And I'm like, my goodness alive, what is wrong? What is wrong is many have turned their backs to God. They don't want to hear about him. They don't want to know about him. They don't want to do what his, his word says for them to do. And when you're on your own, the enemy can have his way with you. When you are alone and you are by yourself and you're not allowing Jehovah to be the God of your life, what happens is this. You're in bondage to sin. And you got a daddy, the devil. I've seen so much where because somebody said something, they didn't do anything, they said something, and other people heard it about someone, and they become, the person that heard what was said about them, become so angry, and I mean literally want to kill somebody for words, for something someone has said. Instead of just leaving it and walking away, whether it was true or a lie, leave it alone, walk away. But they can't do it because they're in bondage to sin. And a lot of times uh, other people heard it and they feel like if I don't do something about it, if I don't hurt this person or kill this person, whatever other people are thinking about me, you know what I'm saying? So they won't walk away and just leave it alone. They can't because they're in bondage to sin. This morning, we want to talk about the great testimonies of God. Do you know that when I share in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth? Do you know when I share that, that's a great testimony about God? Yeah, because he created the heavens and the earth. When I say God made man from the ground, from the dirt, and then he went in and took uh, the rib of the man and created woman, that's a great testimony unto God. We all should have some great testimonies of God and the things that he has done in our lives. And many times we walk around like it's a tiny, little, small thing, what he has done. Waking us up this morning, that shouldn't be so small to us. We all should be grateful for another day. He's keeping us breathing and we don't have to go anywhere every day to get something to breathe. Even if you own a machine, and you got it at your house, you yet breathing, we should tell God thank you. We don't walk as fast as we used to. Uh, we may not be able to move our limbs the way that we move, move uh, used to. I'm noticing I have a stiffer walk. But I tell God thank you because somebody can't walk at all. 
but I can walk. I may not pronounce my words like I used to. My voice may not sound as young as it used to, but yet I can talk and people can understand what I'm saying. All of these are great testimonies of God. We don't want to take anything that God has given to us lightly, like it can matter or not matter. Everything that he has done for us, everything he's doing for us right now, we should tell God, thank you. We should give him the glory, the honor, and the praise. And again, I'm telling you, I have never seen so many angry people. I mean, that's lashing out harshly at each other physically, hurting people. And this younger generation, it appears they are so angry until they don't know what to do with themselves. I'm like, my goodness, what happened? I'm going to say start with parents. And sometimes parents teach the best that they can. They love them. They do the very best that they can. They, they try to train them in the way that they should go so when they get older, they won't depart from the word of God, our God. But once a child becomes an adult, the parents no longer have uh, the say-so over them. It, it, they can do whatever they want to do. And a lot of actions we see that comes from these children that we believed in our heart, we raised the right way the best that we could. Sometimes we're in our will, like, is that my child? Because of the actions of the child. Because once they become of age and they decide to give the world a try, it depends on who they're giving it a try with. Is it wicked people, evil people, violent people, uh, drug-doing people, uh, uh, whiskey-drinking people? What kind of people? Because whatever they they are drawn to in the world is what they will eventually become themselves if they stay with it. I was around people that drank a lot. I couldn't. I tried it. Yes, I did. I did not like it, and I could not do it. I was around people that not only shot drugs in their arms, smoked drugs, took pills, all this kind of stuff, but it was not me. This is not what I liked or enjoyed. I had to leave that scene. I got around the scene of the people selling drugs, but I wanted to try that. Well, that made money, and I was about that money life, so of course I could stay there a little longer, but eventually God moved me away from all of that. He had a purpose and a plan for me, and the good part is that he knew the very intent of my heart, and the intent of my heart was not after the things of the world or the devil. I didn't even know that, but God knew it. On a special day, at a special time, he brought me out. I couldn't just come out. He drew me out. Because again, this morning, except God draw you, you can't come. But on the day he chose to bring me out, he didn't have no doubt. 
that I would come out. <laughs> I would find him because he knew where I was again this morning. And once I found him, I wouldn't leave. No matter what the consequences was, I was safe. Because before that, I remember being ashamed. I remember not really wanting people to know. Because I went to church and all of that and had that form of godliness and I was denying the power thereof. I went to two different churches yesterday. And this is what I know. Today, you got to train your children that holiness is the way. And without holiness, no man shall see God. He loved each and every one, one of us. Those of us that he drew out and he saved us, we have testimonies of him. But unless we remain holy, we don't belong to him. The scripture says, be ye holy for I am holy. We always thinking of the good things of God. We always thinking of the good things that we can do for people. Outside of these things, we're thinking about us and what we can do and what we should do. And if I do this, this is going to give me that result. If I do that, it's going to give me this. Mm -mm. Nope. Be ye holy, preachers, church members, church goers. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Holy is not a religion. Holy is a way of life, everyday word, way of life, everyday. It's, it, it's a lifestyle. It's the way we live. We wake up giving God glory and honor and praise. All through the day, we're doing the same thing. Every opportunity that presents itself to us, we're talking of his wondrous works and making known his deeds among the people. We go to bed. Telling him thank you for the day. We go to bed uh, or taking self-inventory and telling him about what we believe we did wrong for the day. Forgive me. We, we go to bed with forgiveness. We go to bed with thank you. We go to bed with praising him. We're careful who we hang around. We're careful what we listen to. We're careful what we look at. Because if we don't take away from the world and put it to God, let me tell you, we'll be just like the world, don't even know it. Talking like the world, thinking like the world. We think of God more when we want something from him. As long as we think we got what we want and what we feel we need, it's like God is uh, maybe. Because we don't give him the fullness that we give him when we want something. I know people go to church all the time, and that's all they do. But time something happens that they don't like, they'll stay with God every day as often as they can, all day, the conversation, God, God, God. As soon as they get what they think they want, he become a thing of the past again. They are no longer excited about the goodness of God because they're not in dire straits. They're not in need of nothing. These are the kind of people feel they can put God in a box in the corner 
and tell him to come out when they get ready for him to come out. They, they don't even notice what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. And they're faithful in church. They're faithful to the building. They're always seeking a word from God. I often remember this right here. It says, ask not what you can do for your country. I mean, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what can you do for your country? So it's not so much what God can do for me because I know because of what he has done and he's got all power. But it's what can I do for him? Not just yesterday, Sunday, but today and every day, Monday, Tuesday, all the way up through the next Sunday. What can I do for you, Lord? Father God, what would you have me to do? I want to take my mind out the world and off the things of the world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I want to put my mind in you. What I saw yesterday, a lot of it in church, women following the dress code of the world. But they say they're holy. Yeah. They follow in the dress code and the fashions of the world. I often tell you, I don't go to church dressed up, really. I go dressed down. I try to have something decent on going to church. But I'm not going to uh, uh, go to the hair shop because I'm going to church. Get my, my feet and my nails done because I'm going to church. That's what I did when I was clubbing. What I do now is do all of these things for every day. So when I go out, my hair's not standing on my head like a fool. When I go out, my nails are not groomed. And they're so long, I, I, my feet look like alligator feet. And some things we do because we're human. And even the word said cleansiness is next to godliness. Now that's what he said. So I have to have a shower. I have to wash my hair. Uh, you know, trim my nails. But it's not because of the world. It's not because I'm looking for a compliment. I'm not paying so you can think something about me. Uh-uh. I'm paying so that I can have what a human being needs. God is blessing me to meet the need in my life. But if we are going to be holy people, we should look that way. And I know God won't curse you. And he most likely won't send you to hell for makeup. He won't send you to hell for a wig or weed. But what we got to do is look like we belong to him. Look like a human being. I've never seen a baby born with pink hair. Anybody else? Maybe someone has. I've never seen a baby born with green hair. Purple hair. I've never seen that. There are a few people born with platinum blonde. Brown hair, black hair. Red hair. I've seen those colors. White hair, because as you get older, your hair begin to turn gray. But I've never seen all these other colors and people in the pulpit preaching 
if I was a pastor of a church, I would have to sit you down until you get your mind holy, until you get your mind right, until you go back to God and do your first work over. If you haven't been delivered from certain spirits, I got to sit you down until you get delivered. I can't have you up in the world coming in and you looking like the world because this is what they told me, those that are in the world and of the world. They said, why should I go to church? The church people doing the same thing I'm doing. I can just stay on out here where I'm at and do what I do and they stay where they at and do what they do. What I'm wasting my time going over there for on Sunday. I could be home watching the game. I could be home cooking my dinner. I could be on a trip, go on a trip. Now that's what the world say. Because when I went over there, the, the, the preaching ladies, they dressed like I dressed. Clothes just as tight as my clothes. Yeah. I talk with Shante all the time and I tell her, hey, are you shape a certain way? We dress a certain way because we don't we, we're not out here advertising. Nothing. I I knew this woman and she used to want me to take my suits and dresses to the um to the seamstress and let her taper them to me. Tell I said, No ma'am, I, I won't be able to do that. I'm not looking for a man. I'm not impressing. What's up under here? Nobody don't have to know about it but me and God. I'm not married. I ain't got to show nothing to nobody. I, I don't have to wear short shorts. And if I wear capris, they below my knee, I don't have to have them so tight. I can leave room in there. Mm-hmm. The dress have room in it. The jeans have room in it. And my witness is straight. Because they're not looking at me saying, oh, look, she an older lady, but she, you know, she dressed hip. No. I dress as becoming a holiness. We should live this lifestyle unto God. If he saved you, your life is hid in him, and you should live your life unto God. What is it going to hurt? Other than the fact you will miss hell. We all should want to miss hell. There should be nothing in hell we want. But to keep those who we can from going. How do we do that? We live a lifestyle before people that the world can see we're different. We talk of his wonders, works, and make known his deeds among the people. Many people know me. They know me for God. They don't know me for other stuff. People that I serve brownies to and pound cake to, all of these types of these people yet know me for being kind, loving, and I talk to you about God right now. And when you tell me something going on, a lot of times I don't tell these people. Certain people I'm praying for you, but I am. Again, this morning, we got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away, and when to run. We don't count the money while we're sitting at the table. 
It'll be time enough for counting when all of this is done. I can count all of my blessings once I go back with him. But while I'm here, I got to be careful. I got to prepare myself daily because he could come back at any moment. I must be preparing because he's coming back looking for me. And he's looking for me to be like him. He's looking to see himself in me. And if we're not going to live holy, you can just cut your loss right now and go on about your business and leave God alone. And if you don't want to be holy, he'll go ahead and leave you alone. Because he sees either you for him or you against him. He don't play no games. But we must remain holy. If he saved you, get holy. How to study his word, pray the prayer of faith. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Let me operate in your spirit. Let me walk in your spirit. Let me think in your spirit. You gave me a new heart. You gave me a new mind. Teach me how to use these things. You gave me power, love, and a sound mind. Teach me how to operate in power. Teach me how to operate in love. Teach me how to operate with a sound mind. Don't let me for one moment slip to be like the world. I'm in the world, Father, but I don't want to be of the world. Talk to him about your situation. He's the one who can help you to change it. But when you go to him, you got to mean what you say and say what you mean. We can't hold on to foolishness. It won't do us no good. I can't be out here looking like uh, another 66-year-old woman. Who would it be? Uh, close to Janet Jackson, somebody like that. I can't be out here like that. Showing every print, every cut. And big girls today, plus-size ladies, overweight ladies, whatever they call them, full figure, they're out here like that. Short dresses on, showing them big knees. Huh? Super tight stuff on showing the big belly. Back in my day, it was a shame before the Lord to be out there like that. But they telling people today, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. But for the believers, it's not our thing. It's God's thing. And we're going to do what he wants us to do. We're not going to do our own thing. Because, see, uh, a woman 360 pounds, uh, the world will coach you into walking down the beach with a two-piece bathing suit on. What they called them back in the day, bikini. <laughs> It'll have you out there in that, and you have no business in that. The true women and men of God, I'm not talking about just preachers. But those of us that are in God and he's in us, we are careful what we do. We are representation. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are careful how we dress, where we go, and what we do. Let me tell you, his house is holy. But I'm going to get to laugh in there. I'm going to get to be me in his house. And when the spirit moves, the spirit will capture me, and I'm in a place in the spirit where I should be. I was over there with a friend of mine yesterday. I went to her church. I, I, I told her I was going to another church. You promised me you was coming by my church. 
I had to eat it, y'all. I had to leave that first church and go to her church. So when I found out where she was and she saw what I was and she, you know, motioned for me, come sit back here with me. I got up to go back there. So there was a lady sitting in front of her. Huge church, y'all. It's real big. And so when I got to her, she stepped out so I could come in the house. I say, uh, Rev, to about the pastor, he should have let me help him sing that song. And I sung a little note or two. Boy, that was so funny. The lady on the, on the pew in front and her, we all had a good laugh. In his house. Yet his house is holy. <laughs> Ooh, I'm holy because he filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to know when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away and when to run. I'm going to know this. Because when you're in constant communication with him, you can hear him. You can hear his spirit speak to you. But if you're watching the Housewives of Atlanta, are you watching all this Tyler Perry stuff? You're going to be in the world and of the world, but you're saying you're saved. You say you belong to God and he belongs to you, but your actions is showing different. Your lips and your heart is not lining up together, in other words. And it must line up together. And we back to this. Either we for him or we against him. Great testimonies of God. What testimonies are you sharing? What are you telling people about what he has done for you. Many of us, me included, I'm raising my right hand. I'm guilty. When I first came to God, I told any and everybody who come my way, oh, I'm saved now. I said, oh, I'm in the church. But I quickly let them know, not just in the building, I'm in Jesus and he's in me because he's the head of the church. Died for it. That means me. He died for me. Look at all he has done. Great testimonies. Look, at, look, look, this is even a testimony unto you if you put it to work, you're the head and not the tail. That's a great testimony of God. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. How many of us saw things come our way but it disappeared? It didn't get no bigger. Some things still sitting right there, but it won't go nowhere, but it won't do no more because it can't, because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We're looking for all these blessings and miracles of God, but we are not obedient. We don't walk in holiness. He's a holy God. We're not walking like our father. We're we walking like we got a stepdaddy somewhere. There's no way I could have my stepdaddy's blood because I had a biological daddy. But when I came to Jesus, I got a holy father. And I should be walking like him. I shouldn't be walking bow-legged or walking like I'm drunk or walking like I'm confused. Because anything I need, I can go to him. And I must learn these two things. I got to have patience. Well, the first thing, I must believe. The second thing, I got to wait on him. I got to have some patience. If you got them two things, you're winning. And sometimes God's showing us we're winning, but it ain't, it's not big enough for us. 
We need it in the big bold letter with the glitter around it and then the light shining upon it. Now, he showed you what he did. You can't take that. I need it bigger, Lord. I need more clarity. He prayed for us before he left here. He prayed to the Father for us. We won't go back and remember that. We keep walking uh, 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 up one step on the ladder and getting back off it. We go up one step on the ladder and go all the way back down to the floor. Be ye holy for I am holy. I've given you great testimonies of me. Almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. There's no higher power, but you won't walk in the great testimony. You won't remember what I've done for you. You won't appreciate what I'm doing for you. But yet you want me to do more. Mm-hmm. You keep wanting more, and the more I give you, the more you want. I've given you, and you've done nothing with what I gave you. You don't even remember. And you're looking at the world. And you're looking at what other people have. Everything is not for everybody. I was sitting out there this morning in my comfort zone where I pray. And I began to share with the Lord, no, I don't want no money. I don't, uh-uh, uh-uh. Because I begin to see the things and how money traps your mind. Money answers all things. And the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. Now. And another thing is this. In many cases, I need money, and he supplies. Sometimes I just want some money, and he yet gives. But I do not want to be with all this earthly stuff because I'm not going to want to depart with it like many people are today. Because many think stuff and things are of value. But I want to share with you this morning the greatest value you could ever have is obedience unto Almighty God. If you got Jesus, he's the way, the truth, and the life, and the light, and my life. And guess what else? Without him, we can't do nothing. That's the greatest thing you can have in your life this morning, that you remember God and remember to obey him at any cost. You're putting people down to, to rise in him. You'd rather have him than anything and anybody else. You'd rather obey him than man. He's given you great testimonies and will continue to give you great testimonies. Now, you see him small because if they were so great in your life, you would be on top of Mount Everest screaming what he done. You'd be telling plenty of people what he has done. He said to obey the laws of the land. He gave you a job. Yes, he did. The people on the job said, no, we can't have you over here talking about God. Well, that's their loss. And I'm going to tell you why it's their loss. Because if they would have let you talk of his wonders works and made known his deeds among the people there, that company would have been blessed more. But they cut you from it, so now you get what you get. And see, I'm going to tell you, man is a pitiful creature. God created us, and we are some sad, sad something that I'm telling you. 
Because look, you're going to cut everything God put in place to bless us, and it was blessing. You're going to cut it out. You're going to take it out. You're going to take prayer out of school. You're going to not let people talk about God freely on the job. That he opened the door and let the business be prosperous. You're going to do all kind of things. You're going to stop us from telling the truth. You're going to stop allowing me to have an opinion and a voice. All you got to do is walk away from what I'm talking about if you don't like it. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. That's all you got to do is get on. Or when you tell me this, I don't want to hear that. Bye-bye. I'm gone. Me and my God, we walking on. Because I'm blessed. And I'm not suffering. But you are not blessed and you're going to be suffering. Because without him, you can do nothing. You keep hitting your head against a brick wall. You keep trying to do this and trying to do that. And look, if you get something, it's not coming from God. And what happens is whatever the devil gives, he come back for it. That's the way he is. And don't let him lend you nothing. He's going to come back at a time when you're really not ready or capable of paying. I gave him back all his tools in the beginning of walking with my father. I no longer had a devil. I was no longer in bondage to sin. I gave him back all his tools, his lying tools, his cheating tools, his fornicating tools, his adulterous tools, any kind of tool that I had that came from him, I gave him back to dope selling, huh? What you said? Yep. Drug selling tools, whatever that devil brought, I gave it back. I don't owe him nothing. I came to Jesus just as I was. I was weary, wounded, and sad. Oh, yes, I was. But I found in him a resting place. The day I can tell you he made me glad. He made me happy. He gave me joy. Well, all before I was in the world, of the world, if you'd have looked at me, you thought I had it going on. It was all of that. But I didn't have, I wasn't glad, I didn't have joy, I didn't have peace, and I wasn't happy. With much, 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 much less, I was happy. I didn't have to give in to the world. I didn't have to care what nobody thought about me. All I had to do was seek God. And the more I began to seek him, the more he rewarded me. But I had to do it diligently. I couldn't just talk about it. I had to be about it, as the world said. I had to be about that which I was seeking. And he taught me that if I'm disobedient, I don't belong to him. And disobedient is as witchcraft. So you're going to become a witch now, Barbara? You're disobedient. So when you're disobedient, you can flim-flam. You can trick. You can deceive. Uh, use a witch. You're working that witch is evil, Barbara. Obey me. There are going to be some hurtful things. There are going to be some hard days, but obey me. I had to go back to some people and apologize. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't know where I come from. That was not me. 
But I had to go back, apologize. And in some cases, I had to sit down with them, look in their face, and explain every evil deed. Because I had to come clean with God. I had to be his so he could be mine. And I could walk in true holiness. Bishop Ronald Brown said, walking in the light, holiness is right. (laughs) And I'm with him when he's right. Holiness is our lifestyle, believers. And we need to look that word of holiness. We need to go to God about holiness. And we need to stay praying to God daily about being holy unto him. Father, anything in me that's of the world, remove it. If my mind is focusing and circulating in worldly things, God, take it away from me. Teach me how to operate in your power and your love and have a sound mind in you, not just in the world, but in you. Fix my heart, regulate my mind, because it all really starts in our mind. Father, if I have not forgiven anybody, help me to forgive today. If I've done any dirt to anybody and they haven't forgiven me, God help me to go back and fix it. Give me the words to say. Show me the deeds to do that we can get this right with you. I want to go back with you when you come. But Lord, I want to walk the earth in you. I want to walk the earth being a light that shines in darkness that others can find their way to you through me. But I can't do it if I'm not holy. I can't testify out loud because I, I got some shame. I, I got some things. I can't, I, I can't do it. People going to hear me. Well, what you want to do with your testimony is so that others can hear you so they can find their way to God and get what you got. But I, I'm assuming sometimes people ain't got much from God. They couldn't have got much from him. They're not telling it. All that I've got from him, I run my mouth. All that I have got gotten from Almighty God, I'm telling it everywhere. A lady told me, "Oh, I'm not like you. See, I couldn't tell all my stuff. Yeah, well, see, that's what it. That's what it was. Your stuff. It didn't turn into a testimony unto God. It remained yours. You'll never be able to. And that's what people don't. You keeping it. It's yours. It's not unto God what He done." It's not that he delivered you out of a mess. I turned myself into the jail. Turned myself into the popo. Went to court knowing from the courtroom they was going to take me to jail. Went on through it. And you would have thought I was at a girls club. I wasn't sad. I wasn't pitiful. Every now and then I think about my children and a tear to a fall, you know, because I done had to leave my babies. And I didn't really recognize what he was doing. I, I, I didn't recognize really where I was going or or what was going to happen. I, I didn't really, I, I wasn't there yet, y'all. And the thing of the whole thing is this, I was never scared of nothing and nobody. So whatever had to come, had to come. Okay. 
but I didn't focus on what God could have been doing, what I thought it was him. I, I didn't see it. I saw it all as me, but he protected me every step of the way. He brought me out in flying colors. He changed my whole life. I continued on with that form of godliness. I continued to deny the power thereof. There was yet in me a, a way that seemed right to me, but the end thereof was going to be destruction. I didn't get right with God until I totally stripped down and truly gave him my heart. Ask him to come and live in it forever. Listen, I, was, I had the gift. <laughs> oh, I had the gift before I did all of that. But when I stripped down, gave him a whole heart, decided to become holy because he's holy. Decided to walk according to his word. Decided to be an obedient daughter. Decided to turn the world off and everything else that wasn't of him, turn it off. Once I did that, he began to teach me. He began to teach me. Sometimes he would use just a word. Sometimes he would speak in my ear in an audio voice, yes. Sometimes he would use different preachers. Sometimes I could pick up the daily bread and there would be a whole message there just for me. I'm telling you what he'll do for you. But you got to want to be holy. Huh? Because he is holy. You got to want God because he's worthy. You got to want to walk up right before him dead and not be ashamed of the gospel. It was the power in the gospel that saved you. You got to be a witness unto him. You got to want to be led by his spirit. He won't lead you wrong. He won't make you out there like a fool. He will protect you. And those are around you, if they need protecting, he'll protect them. But you got to want to be holy and not change back and come to church in your club clothes. Not come to church in the tight clothes. Women not walk in the street like you're a prostitute and looking like one. Face all made up like you out there trying to catch you a trick. I'm just being honest with you this morning. I'm seeing too much Come out, you a part of the church. That's all you is a part of because you, you can't be the church. He said, we're the, in the word you'll find that we are the body of Christ. Many members, one body. But being a part of that body He's in us and we are in him. If he's in you, it's going to display on the outside what's in you coming out. If cussing is in you, oh, where you go, you can do some cussing. If horn is in you, wherever you go, you can flirt. Horn is in you. And if you get around men for just a very few minutes, you're going to show the whole in you going to come out of you. How you say that, Bobby? You're going to flirt with him some type of way. When men say certain things to you, you're going to key, 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 key. That's that hoe in you. I'm just telling you the truth. Oh, she said ho, Yeah. I didn't say ho. I said ho. Yeah, I did. Be ye holy, for I am holy. What are the great testimonies of God that you have? 
that you've been willing to share or that you've been sharing everywhere you go. It's not that ask what God can do for you this morning, but I want us to think on what can we do for God daily. We always trying to run to his house or run to somebody to get all we can from him. But what is all that we can give to God? What can we give to him? Other than testimony, the earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Again this morning, he made the heavens and the earth. What can I offer to God? A sacrifice of praise, worship, my life, my heart, my mind. I can give everything I got back to God. He gave it to me. I give it back to him. Use me in your service, Lord, to be a blessing unto your people. Don't let me be in the world and of the world. This is not the way I want to be. I want to prepare daily to go back with you because you're coming back looking for me. And I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to be where you can't find me. And I truly don't want to go to hell, Lord. I'm not used to that kind of treatment. I'm used to being spoiled by you. I'm used to being in a kind, quiet, peaceful place. I'm used to being in a place where I can talk about you, and as I lift you up, you can draw others. It's not happening in hell. Help me today, Father, to be yours and you be mine. I know we got a lot of churchgoers, but I don't want to be a churchgoer. I want to be the church. That building, let me tell you, if you think God is staying up in a dead, quiet, cold, or hot building while you in the AC in your car or the AC at home in the summer, while you in the heat in your car burning the heater in the winter and the, and the heat at your house, if you think God up in that building through all of those days without having heat up, he, just sat there, he can't even fit up in that building. He's so big. He sent his spirit down in there to do whatever needs to be done. And he hobble over and look. But we want to put him in a box. There's not a box that can fit him. If he made a box, he would, if it was, he would have to make the box so that it could fit him. The earth is his again, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. He made the heavens and the earth. You can't hide him. And you can't hide from him. His eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good. He see everything. He hear everything. He know everything. The songwriter said, get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church, and let's go home. Go on home on the morning train because the evening train will be too late. It even said back, back train and get you low because they were leaving some people because they were slow getting it right with God. They were slow becoming holy. Back, back train and get you low. I got my ticket in my hand. Got my ticket in my hand. He said, get right, church. Get right, church. Get right, church, and let's go home.
How you going if you're not ready? How you going without a ticket? How you going back with God without being holy? Now, that's the big question. I, I see so much. Oh, they tricking these people so bad. They found out God is kind, merciful, loving. Oh, he's just. Oh, my goodness. He's just wonderful. They found this out about him, and they teaching these people, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. God loves you, honey, and he'll still accept you just as you are. Newsflash. Be ye holy, for I am holy. If you're not holy, you think you're going with a holy God and you're not holy? Think about it. I've come to bring the good news this morning. We got time to become holy. We got time to get it right with him. We have time to seek him with our whole heart. We got time to seek him, turn from our wicked ways. We got time to become his and he become ours. Because we can go to him about anything. Any little thing we can carry to God in prayer. Lord, I'm not right in my heart. God, I'm not right in my mind. I'm not thinking right. Lord, teach me your ways. Help me to receive you and receive your way. Give me the spirit of obedience like never before. God, I want to obey you in all things. Help me to trust you with my whole heart. Not just because I want stuff and things from you. Not just because you're my shepherd and I shall not want. But God, I want these things so that I can do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you. The things that please you, the things that you can accept. That's what I want to do. Because when my ways please you, Father, there's nothing you're going to hold from me. He won't withhold no good things from us if we love him. He called and chose us. We are obedient. We are walking in holiness. We are holy because he, what he going to hold from you? Nothing. You want the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy? Here it comes. Which type of luxury car? You, you want the big Benz? You want the Lexus? What, what you want? You want the Jaguar? You want the Rolls Royce? What, what you want? How much land you want? Huh? Because he don't even have to use money to bless you. He can use somebody that have money to bless you, and your name is on everything. The people he use will never come back and ask for the stuff back. Good news, everybody. Ain't that good news? He's that kind of God. But we want to have stuff. We want to have be holy. We want to have give him stuff, but we want his all. We want to have we think about the goodness of him and think about him, but we want all that he got for us. Uh, because that's the way we'll do people. We'll use people. And we want to use God. But how many know you can't use him? He loves a cheerful giver, and he's a giver. He loves giving to us. He loved the testimonies that we have about him because he did those things for us. He loved it. He loved when we talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. He loved it when we come to him in sincere prayer. Your heart broke. Your mind troubled. Your fear burdened. He loved it when you come to him and tell him about it and ask him to do something about it. 
But we constantly researching. We 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 reading this. We up on that, and we that's the world. So when they get in a conversation with somebody who they think is intelligent, they can speak intelligently. Let me tell you, when I get in a conversation with you, I want you to know God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not diligently seeking what this is and what that is and what the world have to offer. That's crazy. All of this going to pass away, baby. Sugar, honey bun, pig feet. All of this is going to pass away. Only what we do for Christ is going to last. His word is going to stand forever. Throughout eternity, his word is going to stand because it's true. Many of us, we sidetracked. We caught up into some wrong things. We caught up into the wrong ways of thinking. Be ye holy. Listen to it. For I am holy. We cannot be the product of our father if we are not like him. If the blood test come back, that, that it is what, uh, 13.1%? You know that's not your daddy. You know that's not your father. But if mine come back saying 100%, he's my father. I may not even like it, but he is. God is my father. My blood test will prove that. Why? I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been made over. I was born again of the water and the spirit. I belong to God. He's my father. Now, so when you take my blood test, you're going to get a positive read. God is a father. But how do I remain being his daughter? I must be faithful unto him. Because he's not your everyday daddy. Any, any man can be a daddy if he's old enough, you know, and he got strong enough. You know, he can be a daddy. But what is it that's a father? He take care of his. And the particular father we have is a heavenly holy father. And he's got all power, so there's nothing he can't do. When a dad, When a daughter go to her father and tell him something, He's going to try to make it happen. God don't have to try. He can make it happen. He will make it happen. My dad was named Prince Pittman. And when I went to him and I said, Daddy, I, I want shoes. So what kind of shoes? I, I need a new pair of church shoes. I, I got black. I got red. I got this. But, Daddy, I need a black and white pair. He said, well, where you get them from? I said, over there to Haman. He said, Haman, I said, yeah, Haman got them. I saw them already. Some guy me would say, well, when you went by Haman's, I said, well, mama was over there doing so and so. She went to pay the light there, and we walked that way. And when we walked that way, I looked in the window, and I saw him, daddy. He said, well, when Friday come, I'm going to get him. Now, I didn't go to my mama because I knew what the answer was going to be. Oh, you're wearing black and white? Sunday, put them black shoes on or put them white shoes on and get on down the road. <laughs> but the daddy, he loved his daughter and he thought that girl was special. She wasn't rough and tough like a boy. She was soft and delicate. And when Friday come, he'd come home, do what he got to do, and he'd tell his mom, I got to take this gal over here. My mom's okay, where y'all going? He said, we're going downtown. She said, okay, bring me a, a, 
a rib sandwich bag. He said, why don't you just come go with us? He said, no, nah, I got a couple of more things to do, but I tell you what, come on back and I go back with y'all and we'll go get some rib sandwiches. When I came back, I had them black and white shoes, y'all heard me, because I went to my daddy. I was his daughter. He saw me as delicate and and, and sweet and tender. You see, I wasn't like my brother Allen, rough, rugged, and real. What? No. Although I may have been <laughs> just as bad as he was, but guess what? My dad didn't know these things. Same thing with Almighty God, Jehovah. He see us, women and men, as his children. And when we go to him, when men go to him, he don't want to let his son die. This is his son. He going to make sure his son is straight. Well, the son go to him and say, Father, I want to get married. I, I, I believe Joanne is the woman you've given to me. And Father, I don't never want to fall short. I don't never want to give Joanne a reason to disrespect me. I want to be a good provider. You told me to love my wife as you love the church. And as I love myself, I want Joanne to be happy. So, Father, I don't want to fornicate with Joanne. I don't want to live with her. I want to make her Mrs. whoever his last name is. And, Father, I need you to lead and guide me all the way until we both, to death, shall both do us apart. That's his son, and his son asking for the right thing. According to his word, he's doing it. He'll open the door and the man got knowledge, wisdom, money, everything he needs. And whatever Joanne says she wants, he's always providing. Because the son is always going to the father, the holy father, the spiritual father, the heavenly father, to get sound advice and to get what he needs to provide for his household. Some men don't understand that. They think all they got to do is get it by the brow. Now, you need some instructions from God. Because men don't know all the ins and outs about women. That's why a lot of times when a man say he, he's a woman, he feels like a woman. I can't even entertain it. I'm sorry. I don't know a man who knows about the ins and outs of women. Mm -mm. You can never be <laughs> because you were never born that. You got to come into the world being that. Not feeling like you're that or thinking that you're that. The proof got to be in the pudding that you are that. If they did my DNA right and I tested me any kind of way, I'm going to come out 100% female. I can try to cover it up all I want to. The end result is going to be Barbara Pittman, born a female. She got the traits, all the traits of a woman. Eight biological children. Huh? If you check the grandchildren, you're going to find her DNA even in them somewhere in the traits of things. Woman. I'm not against nobody. How they feel, how they think, I'm not against you. But I know the truth about me, and I know the truth about women. And I just know a man cannot be a woman unless he was born that way. 
There are two genders. Why were there two genders? It, it should have been a third and a fourth. However many names you got, that's how many genders it should have been that you were born as those genders. But we will go along with anything to get along. But the scripture says, be ye holy, for I am holy. That's God's word. That's not Barbara's. Because, see, you don't want none of that Barbara chapter 14, verses 3 through 18. You don't want none of that. It's no good. It's not true. It won't hold you. But if you get the word of God, you get John chapter 1, you're going to be all right. Even if you don't get but a few of the verses, it's true. It's the word of God, which leads me there. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says this, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. Now, that was Jesus right there. That was Jesus Christ. In the beginning, he was the word. And he was with God, and he was God. For God and his son, Jesus, they're one. Yeah. Verse 2 says, the same was in the beginning with God. Jesus. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. You know, anybody else can do this. If they're not holy. Everything in your house was made by you, but it wasn't made. Anybody know about that? I'm sure we don't because he was the only one who could do it. Verse 4 says, in him was life. In the word that was with God and was God, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. See, God already had a purpose and a plan to send Jesus. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. He already had the plan to send it. And the light shineth in darkness, and look what happened, and darkness comprehended it not. Way back there in, uh, what the boy named Moses, way back there in Noah, God sent the light and they couldn't comprehend. That's why all of them many people drowned and only eight folk were saved. He sent his word because in the beginning he was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. But nobody could comprehend his word. Nobody could hold on to that. Same thing today. God has sent his word. We can't hold on to it. We'd rather have darkness than light. We'd rather obey the world than God. We'd rather go through the motions of what man is pleased with and what man give us a pat on the back for than to go with the things that are holy of God. We are the church. If he saved you, if he sanctified you, he cleaned you up, he set you aside unto himself, he filled you with his spirit, you are the church. Whether you live in holy or not, you did it, you went to him, he did it for you, you are the church. And he's coming back looking for you. Will you be holy when he get back? Will you have prepared and worked on getting those spots and wrinkles out of you? Have you prayed? Have you studied? Have you told him what's wrong with you? Because sometimes we get tired of that and we think because he came while we were sinners, he came before I got delivered. 
I'm good. I'm going to just stick with it. Nope. He came so that you could come to him and he could deliver you. And you could become the church. And you could become the church he's coming back looking for. You could be a part. You could be a member of the body of Christ. I don't know what part of the member. You could be an arm, a leg, or eye. I don't know. But as long as we are part of the body of Christ, we make up one body. I can't look at the hand and say, you're not doing your job. No, I don't want to do that. Let's get together with the fingers. Arm, hand, well, arm, wrist, hand, and fingers. Let's get together on one accord and get the job done. Where you're weak at, I'm praying you're strong. Huh? You sick? We call it for the elders of the church. They're going to pray the prayer of faith and it's going to make you whole. Are we doing this these days? Are we too busy hiding stuff and talking about other people? And what's going on with them? Be ye holy for I am holy. Come out of yourself. Come out of the flesh and live in the spirit. Walk in the spirit that you might not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Walk by faith and not by sight. Go to God and ask him to give you love for him like you have never had before. But sometimes we're afraid to love God because we, we, we won't love Big John like we used to. And God will take Big John. For, he needs to go. He looked better on the go. Going on away from you and causing you to miss hell. Because if you're giving Big John more than you're giving God, you can't please God. We must give him our all. He's worthy this morning. He's more than worthy. Wake us up every morning closing our right mind. We may have some health issues, but he yet give you use and activity of limbs, life, health, and strength. He yet bless you to get through the day. But a lot of times we get through it a little rough because we're giving more to the flesh and the world than we're giving to God. Cash your cares upon him today. He careth for you. If you keep your mind on him, he's going to keep you in perfect peace. Because you know what? He's going to teach you to walk by faith and not by sight. Daughter, don't worry about what they're doing over there. I have the last word. What you worrying about what they're saying for Barbara? And why? I got this. And then sometimes he don't say nothing. He's just looking at me. Because I know better. And because I know better, he's expecting me to do better. He's expecting me to trust him more. He's expecting me to walk more by faith than by sight. I don't know where I'm going right now, but I'm going somewhere. All I got to do is continue to allow him to lead and guide me in the right path. For his name's sake. Or oh, amen goes right there. Huh? Amen goes right there. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for him. I don't care what's wrong with you this morning. If you don't want to be that way, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Keep praying. Keep fighting. Say, I refuse. Let me tell you, that's how I got there. I got to the point where I didn't have to sleep with a man. Because in my mind, when I was in the world and in my flesh, root, and brain, I was thinking like this, who sleep by themselves? 
for nobody have no woman have to sleep by herself. Well, it's night. You got to have a companion to sleep with to go to sleep. He showed me you don't have to have none of that, but you do have to have me and my spirit living in you. <laughs> and you can sleep anytime alone. Because I won't leave you not forsake you. I will be with you until the end. He showed me, he said, who operate with women without, I mean, men without money? Who, who wouldn't, a man and he ain't getting you no dollars, whether you lay and play or not. You in his presence, he in your face, get them. You don't have to do that. I supply need, according to my riches and glory by my son, Christ Jesus. You came to me. I'm your father now. I provide. See, but you got to you got to strip down and go to him for real. You got to tell him what you need and mean what you tell him for real. And you got to really want him in this way. Great testimonies this morning unto Almighty God. What kind you got? What part of the body are you? What is it he called or chose you to do? Because if he saved you, he called you to something. But we too busy going to get from him. We don't work. We work man jobs. And the house of the Lord can go to the devil. Why? I don't work no man job. God is. I'm coming here to get all I can from God. Ask not the day what your God can do for you. But ask what is it I can do for my God? What is it I can do? The world is in disarray because we sit back. We're not talking about nothing but foolishness. We're not telling the world what God can and has done, will do, can do. We're not doing that. We do busy being quiet, dead Christians. We got a quiet ministry going on. We don't even know what ministry he called us to. We don't know the work because we haven't seeked him with our whole heart over and over daily until he tell us. Jacob said he wrestled with the angels. All night, he wasn't going to turn him loose until he blessed him. Lord, I'm not going to stop praying this prayer until you show me and tell me what it is you called me to. I am not going to stop praying this prayer to you, Father, until you show me that you have delivered me from whatever it is. I love me and God, and I can't stop watching them. I love me and God, and I can't stop laying with them. So, Lord, deliver me, and I'm not going to stop praying this prayer, Father, until you bring me out of that. I know you can deliver me from this. You did it for so-and-so. Do it for me, Lord. I don't want to lay with men I'm not married to. I don't want to keep and flirt with men that's not going to be my husband. And you only going to give me one husband. So I shouldn't do it with no men. And I shouldn't desire the attention of men when I have a husband, other men that are not my husband. And even if I'm not married, I shouldn't desire, I shouldn't desire the attention of men. God has spared me so many times from men that were my husband. He has let me just walk right on by. <laughs> oh, forgive me for laughing. He has allowed me to just say no. And how I said no, I kept going. I didn't even look back. I didn't even entertain. I would walk up to the store. It was a service station. And nothing hanged around it but men. 
even in the winter, they have a big barrel, a fire going in a big barrel, and they run that fire, just line up a storm. Y'all hear me? And I would walk, you know, come through there, park my car to get me some gas, and then I'm going inside. And one might say, hey, lady, how you doing? I said, I'm doing all right. How you doing? That's good. Hey, you going to give me that phone number? I said, excuse me? Yeah, I need your number. Because, see, he done told the fellas before I got out of the car, I'm going to get her number. Watch this. And I said, oh, you must heard about me. He said, well, I said, I share the good, the good news of Jesus. I said, what, you calling me because you need good news? <laughs> y'all know, y'all got to know. He'll give you what to do. Like, oh, no, baby, I'm, I'm good. I know him for myself. I was like, all right, well, ain't no need to call me because you already got him, so you out here talking about it. I go on in the store. When I come out, he don't say a word to me. I get him, pump my gas, get in my car, and touche. I'm out in the wind. Yeah, I represent God, not Barbara. And I'm not going to act like a whore out here in these streets. Flirting with me. No, no, we ain't got to do all that. Same thing with you men. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Don't be out here hollering at women. You don't mean them no good. You know you got Big Bess at the house. Yeah, I said Big Bess is uh, uh, fiat. You know you got Big Bess at the house in Florida. Them Florida men love them big girls. Because them big girls, they're going to cook and put it on the table. So look. You know you got over there. What you hollering at me for? And to be up in the choir on Sunday singing loud. Huh? You, they put you over there in the, in the baritone, the tenor section, the deep voice. You know over there where you sang at. You're on the deacon board. you at the usher door. I mean, you at the door ushering. Tell me that you're a housekeeper of the Lord. Now get it right, bro. You can get it right. Be ye holy for I am holy. Seek God with your whole heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him. He going to direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear God and depart from evil. Go to him for everything you need. I need to be delivered today, God. I'm having too many drinks. I need to be delivered today and come back to you. I've been gone from you, and I'm enjoying it more and more out here. But I'm in error. Lord, help me to come back to you. I'm a backslider. Your words say you're married to the backslider. Help me to come all the way back to you with my whole heart. You have not today because you ask not. And it's not just stuff and things and money, but it's spiritual things we need. It's holy things we need. It's things we need to get holy because he's a holy God. Oh, yeah, and it's all right today. My goodness, in Jesus' name. Listen, the studio is open this morning. If there's anyone who has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. Listen, God is coming back. I believe he's soon to come. We know not a day, not an hour when he's returning. And if sharing the word of God, if it don't cut you, I don't know what to tell you. Because his word should cut you so you can bleed out what shouldn't be in you. And he'll sew you back up with the goodness in you. Yeah, you you clean now. Your heart is straight now. You heard the word. His word healed you. You made a conscious decision to focus on what he said. I want to be holy. I want to prepare for your return. I want to look like you when you come. I want you to see me in you when you come back. 
This is good news. It's nothing bad, but it will cut you if you're not there. Oh, yes, it will. Hallelujah. And if the word is not cutting you, like a two-edged sword, somebody's not teaching and preaching the truth. That word must cut you because you got to know. When my parents used to spank me, I know the name. Oh, no, I don't want to try that no more. But if they keep promising to spank me and they don't spank me, I'm going to keep trying it. But all of a sudden, one day, they get that butt right quick. Now, I know I'm not going to pull that no more. I didn't like that. Yeah. God is faithful to us, and we should want to be faithful unto him. And we should stop playing out here talking about God knows my heart. That is so true. He knows the very intent. And he know what we can focus on and stop and what we can. And if we ask him to come in and deliver us and mean it, he will do. But you really got to mean that thing. Because if you mean it, you're going to fight against it yourself. And God will come in and just swipe it. When I wanted that cussing to go, Lord have mercy, that cussing was bad. And I was scared I was going to do a bunch of cussing in front of the church and in front of the bishop. I wanted that thing out of me. Oh, I wanted that cussing to go. It was so bad. Horrible, y'all. I see the sad part. I didn't care who I cussed in front of. All but my dad and my mom. Now, I wasn't going to do no cussing in front of them. But anybody else, brothers, sisters, all y'all don't, I don't, y'all don't matter. Here it is. I wanted it to go. God delivered me from it. Because I wanted it to go. But we say we want these things, but we don't really want them. We want to do what we want to do and cover it up with the love of God and the kindness and the, his grace and his mercy. We want to cover up our sins with that, but you got to come clean today. Back in the day when we sinned, he winked. He winked at your sin, but today he commanded everybody to repentance. Oh, yeah, we got to repent and get it right with him. And we can be these, these uh, soft cushion Christians if we want to. Oh, that hurt. Oh, she said, oh, you could be all of that that you want, but God is looking for some bold, strong soldiers. And if you're weak, you don't belong to him because we must obey him to remain here. Be ye holy today, for he is holy. Yeah, serve God with your whole heart. Today, December the 4th, 2023. Oh, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because another thing tomorrow is not promised to us. Yesterday is gone. All we have is today. And if he come in, in the midnight hour, where will he find it? While we sleep, if he come. And I don't mean just come back to justice. Well, if he come to get you. They either take you to your resting place or take you to a place where you can wait to be judged. What state would he find you in? See, we forget all this. We just running out here. Now, you got to be mindful. Mm. Morning to you, Brother Anthony. God bless you this morning. And a good morning to you, Minister Shonda. God bless you this morning. Good morning to you, Sister Rita. God bless you this morning. And good morning to you, Sion. Hey, I played your song earlier, but I'm going to do a double take because you missed it, I think. God bless you this morning. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. God bless you. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. God bless you. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you this morning. And to every new caller and to every new listener, God bless you this morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman 
of Freedom Doors Ministries. And I come to you live each weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today, again, is December the 4th, 2023. Yeah, I'm your host right here each weekday morning. And uh, we're drawing nearer and nearer to Christmas. So I believe starting tomorrow, I will begin to play what they call Christmas music. You know, Mary, did you know? I'm going to give me some singing lessons. Don't worry about it, y'all. That's your baby boy. Yeah, I'll be playing all that kind of thing. Silent night. Yeah. <laughs> holy, holy, holy. Yeah, I'm going to be playing all of that. Holy, holy, holy. I like that one. Holy is the Lord. God Almighty, he's worthy, worthy to receive glory, worthy to receive honor, worthy to receive all our praise today. Praise him. Hey, Praise him and lift him up. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. I love that one right there. I love that one. I, I, my daughters, uh, three younger daughters, they learned that and they would sing that for me. <laughs> I would be so happy until one would say, let's sing it again for her. Yeah, y'all go ahead and do that. I've been enjoying it. Hallelujah. So we thank God. And uh, the studio is open. If you have something you would like to say again this morning, feel free to press that number one and come in. We're going to one more song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, the studio will still be open. So feel free again to press that number one and come in with us this morning. I'm looking for one right now. Let's try this one. That's what we want to do. Praise him. Praise him. Mm-hmm. Praise him. Somebody pray. Peace. 
Somebody lift your voice and praise him. Morningradio.com. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed Savior, he's worthy to be praised. I love it, I love it, I love it. I can't help myself. I love it this morning because I love him. Because he first loved me. Without his love, I wouldn't know what love is. Over in the book of John, I believe it's... Uh, First John chapter four, if I'm not mistaken, it says over in there, down around that eighth verse down in there, for God is love. And if we say we have God and we can't love one another, something is wrong. He said, this is how the world will know that we are of him for the love we have one for another. Yeah, we got to love one another and love one another enough to tell us each other the truth. Yeah, we, I, I, if I said something and, and you think it was wrong, you need to tell me. If I promise you something and I didn't get to do it, you need to tell me about it so I need to make it right. Because in this life, we're all busy and we're all trying to do obey God. We, we're working in the vineyard. And sometimes I say things that's not God. I said it and I wasn't able to get it done so I can come back. Tell the Lord, Lord, I didn't do this. Would you bless me to do this for them? He's able this morning, and I believe he's willing. Hallelujah, and we will get it done. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to a few more churches now. I'm out more, and I'm doing a few more things. And um, 
the bone has kind of calmed down a little bit. I think I had help with that, but I'm turning it back on so that God can do what it is he want to do for his people through me. Yeah, the devil got to sit down because his, his mind is focused on other things. And uh, I got to let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. He come to do the will of him that sent him. And that's why I'm here today. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I am well. Thank God for life, strength. I am well. How are you? I am good over here. You know I'm blessed, gal. Yes. I just wanted to say good morning to everybody. And after that song, he is worthy. Yes, he is. He can rise you out of some sinking, sinking things you in. So every now and then, you just need to say, God, I thank you. Amen. God showed me some things in my situation, and I said, oh, God, that could have been me. Mm. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I just throw him all the praise. Yes, Lord. It ain't all about money and cars and houses and land. It's about you, the temple. The you, you. God can show you that he can turn you into what you're looking at. Oh, my Amen. God. Thank you, Jesus. That's all I want to say, Sister Barbara. All right, Sister Deborah, God bless you this morning. And uh, God bless you. We'll, get, yeah, we'll get together a little later. Okay, bye-bye. All right, God bless you. Good morning to you, Sister Rose Brown. God bless you this morning. And uh, I didn't see your number, but I guess it flipped down and then it come, come, came back up. So I got to see your number this morning, my wicked, wicked, wicked. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So look, we're going a little bit further. We don't have much time, but we thank God. And we still have time for another testimony. Uh, if somebody has something they would like to say today, I'm grateful unto him. And uh, I just thank God. And I think I, I I I got a message from Brother Jermaine, but we'll go back and take a look. Good morning to you, Minister Shonda. God bless you this morning. How are you? Good morning. I just I'm doing good, uh, and I hope you are too. Yeah. I just wanted to um, call in and say something before I get on the clock in six minutes, but. Um, just want to say good morning um, to everyone. God bless everyone. Um, just praying that every each and every one of you have a blessed day and that we continue to know that he is on our side no matter what. God is for us and he cares for us. And uh, I pray that the holiday season will be... Um, joyful for each and every listener, Um, and I pray that your homes are filled with the peace of God and his presence, and uh, that's all I wanted to say. God bless you all. Amen. God bless you, Minister Shonda, and I touch and agree with you with that prayer that everyone will have a joyful, peaceful, and happy holiday, and that we'll remember that Jesus truly is the reason why we're able to celebrate and that we'll celebrate in him and all our gift giving and gift receiving is because of him 
and we give him glory, honor, and praise. And also my prayer also is that every household, every household will be filled with the Spirit of God. Every member, every friend that's there will be filled with the Spirit because that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. And so we're thankful unto him. And I thank God for you calling in this morning, Sister Jerry and Minister Shonda, sharing the good news with us and saying something on his behalf. Because we're not just talking for us, but we are speaking on his behalf. Yeah. And so I know if he could get the message to you and you could understand and hear it, he would say, well, say something for me. Yeah. But he don't do it. He let us have our own free will. But I have to, any door come open to me, I don't care where I am. I almost ran down there yesterday at them people church to the altar call and worked with a lady down there, but I, I the Lord didn't leave so I, and guide so I couldn't move because she wouldn't have really understood this because sometimes when people are having a pity party, they don't want you to stop it. And so God can't move in your pity like that, and that's what you want to do. Now, if you want to be set free, he'll do it right here, right now. But you got to want to be set free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Brother Anthony, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning, sir. God bless you. How are you? Good morning, bless. How to say good morning to you, Mr. Bob. Good morning to everyone out there this morning just listening. And uh, just first of all, I want to give God thanks for life, health, and strength, keeping my right mind, allowing me to see another day before. Never seen see another day I've never seen before. Thank God for that, too, in my man. I thank God for who he is to me, what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me at. And I'm just blessed to be here another day and blessed to hear y'all voice. And I'm blessed that y'all hear mine this morning. And you know, I just ask God just to continue to strengthen us and I'll walk with him and in our relationship and continue to draw us close to him daily. And, uh, you know, just give us the strength that we need to, to continue to hold on to press through the storms, the trials that we might be going through daily, and oh, just cover our children in this this season, the season to come, cover our children, and you know, even us throughout our day as we go, and that we shall be blessed going in, blessed and going out, and that we shall not lack. So I just thank God for that, and just bless again to hear your voice this morning, Miss Brother, and everybody else. Miss Oh, Sister Jerry, good morning. Say good morning to your sister Shonda, good morning to Sister Rita, and uh, Miss uh, Rose Brown and Miss Dot, and all the other listeners. Um, good morning to Shante, and good morning to um, Sufian, and all the other listeners. And just bless again, and uh, I just ask that God just bless y'all today. Y'all go through watch our day. Amen. Hey, Brother Anthony, you never did tell me about the um, cell phone printer, if that worked out for you. Because guess what? I think I forgot to send you a few rolls of printing paper. Or have you tried it yet? Oh, yeah. I, I was playing with it. As soon as I got it, I was in here operating on it. When I took it, okay. <laughs> I took it to work with me, it was showing off at work with it. But it worked just now. I okay, had to figure good. out it Make the print okay. larger, and you can make it go vertical, or make it go, you know, the width of the paper. So yeah, I was yeah. in there operating. All right, so uh, it did come with some paper. Yes, ma'am. Okay, good. All right. Well, if you need more, you know what to do, and I'll make sure 
uh, you get some paper. I still got the address and <clears throat> we're coming up to the holidays and things. I was praying that I could send everybody something. If there's nothing more than a card with a, a $10 gift card in it. Because sometimes $10 will help us out. If we got 40 and we need 50 and we got a $10 card over at the Walmart, hey, it all worked together for my good right here. So whatever God do, I'm praying and um, trusting him uh, to bless us so that we can get um, something from Jesus in the morning and uh, hopefully something from myself. I just got to trust him, that's all. And uh, he, if it be his will, he's able to provide. And so I'm thankful. Listen, I need that faithful few, every name that I have called here. I think we all over on Facebook. I think we all are. And uh, Sion, you can ask Pastor David, you and him. I know y'all would get together. But I need uh, to know if I sold cookie dough as a fundraiser, would you buy cookie dough? Would you ask other people to buy cookie dough? All they got to do is scoop it and put it on the pan and put it in the oven. And uh, it's coming up to the Christmas holidays. It would make a good gift for somebody. But y'all let me know, and then I'll get back tomorrow morning. And we'll talk about it a little bit further. Yeah, because it's a good fundraiser. And then I, if it comes as quick as I think it can, then I'll be able to send some gift cards. Yeah, I, I, I need the money because I don't have it like that. And, uh, you know, I had to do in the flesh gift, you know, live and in living color right here in the city with the people that's in the city. So uh, we thank God this morning. Rose Brown, God bless you. And uh, I'm adding your name to the list right now because you just right around the corner. And uh, Sister Jerry just right around the corner. And um, anytime I go to Casino Orlando, I can make sure that uh, Sister Sion and Pastor David get their Christmas gift. And because uh, I really didn't have the money for shipping either. So without shipping, I can't ship it out. And it's not a whole bunch of us. It's that faithful few I want to bless, but we got to move how God is moving, yeah, with the finances, and it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all keep Apostle Boatwright in prayer uh, because she's going to bigger and better things, and I want God to lead and guide her, and uh, she get all that she's supposed to get, yeah, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We thank God this morning, and uh I know uh, Sister Irene got to, had to do something different because uh, even if I had shipped something the ending of November all the way to Australia, the way I would have had to ship it, she probably wouldn't have gotten it until January. Yeah, and plus her box last year kept coming back because I don't know what it was. But um, she was able to send me some ham pams and uh, licorice and all kind of stuff from Australia, yeah, and so I'm happy for that, and I thank God. I, I love to have a few more sisters and brothers from other places. Now, I do have some that listen, but they don't have anything, you know, to say. They sit back and get the word and, and, and the praise and worship, and they move on, yeah. But I would like to have some to press that number one and come in and tell us, hey, I'm from Germany, and I'm so-and-so. So we can kind of get to know a little bit about them, too. I love all of that. They call it diversity. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's God. That's what it is. All right. So if no one else have anything they would like to say this morning, 
I will pray us out and we pray that the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for all you've done. I'm trying to make sure. Sister Dr. Goodman, did I say good morning? I don't want to leave nobody out of you. Yeah. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Father, we thank you that you sent your word and your word healed us. Your word is able to heal us. Help us to focus on your word today. For it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And forever, oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. Help us to remember you today and to keep our mind on you. Help us to remember the topic, great testimony of Almighty God. Father, help us to remember to keep our mind on you. It's you that will keep us in perfect peace no matter what we're facing. Bless those that are sick this morning, touching here. Bless every household and family member represented here, near and far, friends near and far to the Lord, we know you have all power. There's nothing too hard for you to do. And we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you the praise for it right now. Father, remember those that are sick, touch and heal. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. Remember those that are incarcerated, God. Lord, we ask that you would open doors for those that are ready. And Lord, we ask that you would strengthen those that have to stay. In the name of Jesus, bless those that are in every branch of the military, our military, American military. And God, bless the administration. In the name of Jesus, bless our brothers and sisters everywhere overseas, oh God. Moved by your spirit today in the name of Jesus. Bless widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people. Israel and Jerusalem, oh God. Mm. Preachers preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Father, bless children today and continue to bless America and the leadership of America. Have mercy this morning. And God, as this message go out today, let it touch the hearts of man. That God, they will say, I yield, I yield unto you. And I want to be holy because you're holy. Help me, Lord. Clean me up. Make me over again to be holy as your son or your daughter in the name of Jesus. Bless our going out this morning, Father. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives today according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. And Father, those that stand in the need of finances this morning, I ask that you would open an uncommon door unto them this day and move by your spirit financially for them in the name of Jesus. Thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. We give you glory. We give you the honor, the praise, and we worship you this day. In Jesus' name again, amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this day, December the 4th, 2023, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We thank God. We thank God. This will be our last song of the morning. And after this song, I won't be coming back today. God bless you. God bless you. Would you just slip one hand up and say, Lord, you are welcome in this place. Now lay your hands on yourself. 
For the Bible says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. I want you to lay your hands upon yourself and say, Lord, you are welcome in this place. Say it again, Lord, you are welcome in this place. Now just lift your hands and receive his glorious presence. Kurt, Kurt, come help me, son. Sing this. Lord,
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In this land. 